0: A lot of people think a recession's coming so therefore the market's going to crash further should i change my investment should we wait to put more money in should we yeah yeah, that that that's i'm getting that a lot really um and i think what a lot of people need to understand that and this is what makes investing so
1: Welcome back to the Max Your Dash podcast. Thank you for listening, liking, and sharing. My name is Steve. I'm joined by my co-host Nate, and Mark is here again, and we are on our in-person setup for the first time. Hopefully the microphones sound okay. We're new to this, guys, so feedback is greatly appreciated. If this sounds good, we will be re-listening to it, but hopefully it, it sounds a lot better than our virtual mics. How's it going, guys? Nate. I can barely see you, but you're there. <laughs> so, <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm here
0: I'm here, and I'm excited to be in person for the first ever in-person podcast we've recorded. And it's been a minute. Yeah. I apologize to our listeners. It's been a little bit since our last episode. We've been making some investments. Yes. We want to take this to the next level, so we're doing yeah. our best.
1: Yeah, our last episode was when? Let me look. It was probably, it was before, let me look. So we are recording this on Monday, August 1st, just started quarter three. Our last episode was May 26th. So some things have changed in the market, don't you think?
2: When was the last one?
1: May 26th. And we, that was our asset allocation where we talked about basics of asset allocation, but also we talked about the market a little bit. Probably should have re-listened that, see what we said, see if we were right. <laughs> were we right, you think? I don't think we, we probably didn't make any predictions. But yeah, we were probably we were probably wrong. Probably. <laughs> so we. I don't think we would have predicted May. a a ten percent. I don't know if that was probably before July. the first seventy five basis points. I'm not sure.
2: I'm yeah, it was. Before. No way. We said inflation was coming down.
1: We didn't. We probably didn't commit to an answer. We were yeah. like, yeah, this could happen, but. Yeah. Doesn't sound like something just good keep to do. dollar cost averaging. Absolutely, we're going to talk about updates on the markets today because that's what it's on everyone's mind. That's why we have Mark here. But let's talk about our Max or dash moments. We should have a lot. It's been three months. Mark just looked at us and got scared. because on, think he has one. I, I got to look at my calendar to see what I've done <laughs> in the last couple of months. Hmm, let's see. there's so it is weird because I feel like there's had to have been so many, but I can't think of one off the top of my head. Hmm
0: first one that comes to my mind is my son Grayson has started like legit like belly laughing really like giggling like crazy and it's pretty awesome really it makes me feel a certain way okay
1: that's that's huge <laughs> I mean this guy is <laughs> he was chill
2: remember when you sat him like, down mouth sounds chair are crazy and he was just chilling yeah he's he's chills Mark he's, he's good most of the time I'm going to need a second. I'm going to have to get back to him then. I got, I got to think. What here. about hanging out with Jeff? Jeff was back. We got to see Jeff. It was nice. It was nice to see Jeff. You know, get yeah. to watch the guys. You guys play some 3v3 basketball. Oh, yeah. Me
1: too. That was going to be mine. We Should don't really often all
2: get to get together because
1: we don't all work together in the same place. And <laughs> Steve, am I, am I the best basketball player you've ever seen? He's sickening me. <laughs> You're like, my knees are killing me. <laughs> Dude, you you it, you sandbagged us. We're never going to know the out.
2: Enough. We're never going to know what it's going to look like next either. He said he retired. Yeah, he said he's done. Yeah.
1: yeah, but that was probably mine, guys. That that was a lot of fun. I'm glad we all got to get together. We got to see Matt's new house. It's really cool. What's up with mm-hmm. you guys and liking all the land? What do you mean? I don't know. I just I've never be, I don't I can't see myself as someone who wants that much land. Same with you. You have so much. I'm just not that kind of guy.
0: There's only so much land in the world. It's nice to kind of own a little bit of Is it. Is that the American dream for you? Oh, Just yeah. getting the land? Yeah. I want to own... My dream would be to own like 300 acres. How many do you have now? Six. You're kidding. <laughs> 300. <laughs> 294 to go. It's I gotta, got a lot of time. I got a countdown on my wall. Oh,
2: and you got a fence, Mark. Oh, you know, you know what I was going to say? Uh, I am... Steve hates this. I decided to buy a truck with gas prices at all time highs it was amazing a really smart decision mm-hmm. yes I am back to being a truck guy mm. that's my my R dash that is last month oh yeah I love it
1: well dude yeah that is kind of it's a v8 you know it's got a hemi Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> gas prices are coming down though
2: yeah I mean I got it. I got it up to after some have you highway. filled it up yet all the way? I, I don't know. The gas pump keeps stopping me at 100 bucks, so I don't know what it costs to fill it up. What do you mean? What do you mean it stops you? You can't it put just more? It won't go past 100 bucks. Is that a thing? At least where I've been going to get gas. I've just never had really. to put in more than hundred bucks in once. You've put a hundred dollars to fill it in. Well, it hasn't. It stopped at hundred, so it
0: might go past hundred. I'm one of those guys that Mark probably hates that, like I can't sit there long enough to pump it all the way to full, so I'll just stop. I like, do the yeah, same. Like, it'll I do the it'll same. it will be thing. like fifty-seven dollars and forty-two cents. I'm like, I'm done with this. I, do, I <laughs> got stuff <laughs> I do to do. This.
1: How about I never drove an SUV, and then you finally got me to do one. Gas prices <laughs> soar, and I go from putting twenty-five to six. 60 every time. Well, though. it's
2: probably, I would have to guess if your Jeep had the same, or has the same tank size as my Jeep had, yeah. it's probably about $100 to $120 fill-up. I never do it all the way, because I don't want to see that. Yeah, it's got It's <laughs> got to be. Just really. But hey, they're on the way back down. They've been falling for what? The last six weeks straight? It's been great. The end is near. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. All right, well, guys, those are good moments. Let's have better ones
1: next time, though. What do you say? Yeah. I'm Never prepared. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh um all right well like i said we wanted to talk i think th- we did we've done two of these right so the last one we talked a little bit about the market and then we did in january 26th we did an episode called your solution to 2022 stock market volatility might be interesting to see what we said in that one too but we want to keep doing these as updates of what's going on in the market and what we think are on the minds of our clients and investors in general. Probably the things that we're thinking of, but um, I think the first thing that comes to mind, guys, like I said, August first, we were declared into a recession. How many days ago? The GDP numbers came out on th- last Thursday, correct?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So that was so we're, we are technically, as we are recording this now, in a recession.
2: Yeah, by d- depends on the definition that you that you look at. Yeah, that's I know that a they, they that's locked a whole other in. Thing. They changed the definition on Wikipedia. <laughs> well, they and actually, it. I did see that.
1: Yeah. So that has really been a meme right now, and I never actually followed up or like read on that. Did they? I know that they were like trying to say we're not. They didn't actually
2: change the definition though, right? There's there's the I can't remember what the is it the N E B R or something like National. Yeah. That, that So like their definition includes employment data, mm-hmm. um, wages, stuff like that as right. well, which makes more which sense. Which makes sense. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, that, that was something I wanted to like, it is weird that we are in a recession and unemployment is so low. Like people are leaving jobs voluntarily. No one's even getting laid off. And when you think of a recession, you think of people losing their jobs. I think that's the reason. But they did that because they don't want to freak people out. Like you can't change the definition, but they wanted to change it. Like you said, to be you know, it, not to freak out because it's really not that bad. GDP declined by 09 percent. Yeah. yeah. In on, on Thursday was were the numbers. So if you're listening, you don't the actual. Definition of a recession is two consecutive quarters of negative GDP. And Thursday's was point, negative 9.9%. Yep.
0: So we had negative 1.6 and then negative 0.
1: 0.9. Yeah. So what do you guys think? When you guys think about that, your mind probably goes to something completely different than what our listeners or retail investors or the casual person who's looking at the news and sees recession. Mm-hmm. What do you think that they're thinking? freaking out
0: I think I've had this question from a couple clients yeah I, I, like a lot of people think a recessions coming so therefore the markets gonna crash further should I change my investment should we wait to put more money in should we yeah, yeah that that that's I'm getting that a lot right really um, <clears throat> and I think what a lot of people need to understand that, and this is what makes investing so difficult Especially if you're if you're if your scorecard is you're looking at like it daily is that the stock market is a forward thinking machine it's trying to predict six months from now what is the what are the markets doing and even if you know typically when it's announced that you're in a recession the market is already like priced that in and yeah. probably recovered so it's weird when you're mm-hmm. When you're you're reading headlines that are so negative, and then you look at your investments and they're yeah. positive, and then on, and then it can obviously be the inverse of that too. Um, so that's the conversation I've been having a lot lately: is hey, I keep hearing we're going to go into a recession or we're in a recession. Um, should we change my investments and stuff like that? Well, the problem with that is you should yeah. you should have been doing yeah. that six months ago, and and that kind of makes sense. That six months ago, the market was at an all time high, and now yeah we've had a rough year yeah. but now we're starting to maybe rebound a little bit
1: who knows that's where you say like mo- we th- we think maybe that most of it is priced in because they saw the recession the as soon as those when the fed hiked on wednesday and the gdp numbers came out on thursday the the market i think was positive last week mm-hmm. and last week to, to your exact point right it's because it's forward looking and the market had priced that in it's the opposite of what you think mm-hmm. they're they're thinking now because there's a recession the market is thinking that the Fed is going to be more lenient mm-hmm. on rate hikes, so now that's why right. the market is rallying. It's like the opposite of what you would think. It's like, why is the market rallying? We're in a recession. Well, it already went down x amount of months ago because they mm-hmm. w- we predicted it was going to happen. Essentially, or that's what people thought. It's yeah. really interesting, and that's if why. It was,
0: you- if it was as simple as you could read a headline and the market did exactly yeah. what you would interpret from that, everybody would exactly. be a good investor. Yeah. And
1: it's just not that. Safe. That's why it's tough when people, when people ask you like right now, should we be doing this? It's like, if you have to ask that question, you probably should have already done it. I just got a call today like saying which is I've been hearing this is a great time to invest. Should we be doing it now? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And those are good. Those are good teaching moments though, for someone who's, who's new to investing, especially right now, I mm-hmm. think.
2: But I where, th- where are people hearing that uh, along the headlines of uh, we're in a recession yeah. inflation at all time highs? Yeah. Or not all time highs, but yeah. really high. It, it, where are they getting? Wh- who's yeah. the person that's saying? I asked, that? it was water
1: cooler talk. I was like, yeah. is this just in there? Like, yeah. You know, it's yeah, the person I mean, saying, well, you know, that that average Joe, they don't know much better except for like prices are low and you should buy and they're they're right. But mm-hmm. what they're not right about is you should have been buying up to this point. You should be buying after. You should be mm-hmm. buying now. You don't ever say, okay, prices are cheap. I'm going to buy now. You should have been mm-hmm. buying and you should still keep buying mm-hmm. if you're a long term investor.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, f- I feel like, well, it's interesting. I'm looking at some data points right now from this morning. The S&P 500 year to date is down 12.58, but quarter to date, we're 1 month into this quarter up 9.22. 9, I didn't even know that. Nasdaq year to date down 20.47%, quarter to date up 12.39%. So we're only 1 month into the quarter, but that's a huge move yeah. in a positive direction. We've put out on our social media how many times do we post that the best days usually occur around the worst days. Uh-huh. You, we could be in that moment right now, yeah. where, and if you're sitting on the sideline waiting to see, like, like waiting for confirmation, like, okay, yeah, we are really getting out of yeah. this. You probably missed out on all right. the actual moves. So exactly. Yeah, that's why it's just such a difficult game. If your scorecard is on a daily basis you right. got to kind of i mean and this is something we talk about all the time too is you have to zoom out yeah and look at the bigger picture like okay when am i using this money is it five years from now then don't worry about what Literally, happens yeah. right now and if you're and generally like if you're feeling really nervous about the economy that's usually an indication that you should be buying because yeah. we're probably now in that like
1: the low point yeah. when people feel that way that means you're you're yeah. in that low point. You saw my tweet. You said the smartest thing I've ever said. Yeah, what was that again? <laughs> yeah, it was, you were, was that a proud dad moment for you? <laughs> yeah. What was it? Did you see that, Mark? I think I, I, think I know which one you're talking I about. I said every time there's a bad headline, invest $100 because it'll train you to to master your emotions. And Nate replied back and said, that's the smartest thing you've ever said. That was pretty smart. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that's interesting. I was thinking because it also works on the flip side. Like If someone thinks they mm-hmm. missed this all right now, they put a bunch of their cash in and then it dips again. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because who knows? That. This could be a head fake, but you see like the 9%. I didn't even know that number, but they see that people start getting the FOMO. They're mm-hmm. like, what if I'm missing the ride up? Mm-hmm. They do a big lump sum and then it comes back down. Yeah. That's the importance of dollar cost averaging. I think of investing over a long period of time. Cause you can't time that you can't time that. No,
0: it's just an impossible game. Like I, I, I do it a little bit. Yeah. And it's just, it's painful. To absolutely look, try to look at yeah it humbles every day. you oh it's so it's so difficult it, it none of it usually makes any sense <laughs> yeah. so yeah the the best thing to do is just stay disciplined
1: yeah mark so what, what do you think that we should be telling our clients or listeners if they're worried about a, now that we're in a recession what should you tell them what should they be doing
2: well i well i mean to maybe relieve some of the worry it's it is backward looking so we're already a month into quarter three. Mm-hmm. So how much better has data actually gotten already through mm-hmm. one third of quarter three? Mm-hmm. So that was like with the inflation print when it came out at 9.1%. Yeah. Okay, but that that was, that was was comes out in July for the month of June. Yeah. By the time we get the data, it's halfway through the month. And, and in this scenario, it was all the way to, you know, almost a third through the quarter that yeah. we're getting the quarter two GDP data. Yeah. So I think, you know, I think a lot of this is, looks like it's behind us and the Fed did say like they're, they're kind of either way like you know then we we could see having another aggressive hu- they said they're hike. going to
1: be more data dependent now yeah so they can
2: yep. you know we might we might go just as aggressively on the next uh-huh. hike or we might pump the brakes right okay. amazing that That's that, that helps helpful. us think yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so I guess with that the, <laughs> you just stay the course you keep doing what you're doing right and like you said, don't, don't try to time the market with throwing necessarily a lump. I mean, if you have a lump sum, it's a great time to do it, but you should, you should have just been doing it the whole time. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I'm curious, you know, when we record the next one of this, what would have happened in the market? And then, you know, if people listen to us, you should have just been doing it consistently over this time period. Mm -hmm. If you had started when you listened in January, where we probably said dollar cost average, this wouldn't have probably worried, probably worried you as much. Mm -hmm. So
2: What's the So the next time we do this We'll have um, August We'll get July inflation We'll have July inflation numbers Before mm-hmm. this Next time we talk about markets yep.
1: The rest of earnings yep. And uh, A
2: couple of jobs reports We'll probably yeah. have them between yeah. now and then too
1: Yeah you were saying That That data the Fed Is looking at What do you The, the biggest ones They're looking at Are inflation obviously Core So like the, the Which That
2: did That did raise, rise again uh, What was it I think I think core was up. It was a little less than just like the headline, but it was still. Pop. Let me let me take the, let me just look and see what the actual was. Hold please. Uh, I'll get the number in a second. Okay.
1: Yeah, that that is the big thing though, is because the inflation affects consumer sentiment so much, and we talked about this. Is oh my gosh, it was so loud. Um, consumer sentiment affects or inflation in fucks, <laughs> affects <laughs> consumer sentiment so much. It makes people mm-hmm. want to buy or not want to buy, but consumer sentiment is so low and people are still buying stuff. So the economy is so strong and then the fed just has to keep, keep hiking to discourage demand so supply can catch up. But people are still buying, even though sentiment is so low. Mm-hmm. doesn't make any sense, but a lot of that sentiment Literally just comes from gas prices and yeah. food prices. Like mm-hmm. people hate when gas prices are so high. Like mm-hmm. up. Yeah. Obviously it depends on your income and stuff like that. But just as it's like an overall feel of the economy. If gas prices are high, it feels like everyone is freaking out. Like the the building is on fire. Mm-hmm.
2: So here's a this is a good breakdown of the June numbers. So headline was nine percent, core five point nine percent, which was actually down a little bit from the month before. Mm-hmm. That's the one that they they don't public publish that like that's not that's what you should be paying attention to probably yeah but they the headline is what everyone's looking at mm-hmm. food 10.4 percent <laughs> up from 10.1 here's yeah. a good one energy 41.5 percent up from 34.4 percent in May. Mm-hmm. and and
0: energy drives up a lot of costs of yeah food and stuff yeah, yeah. So, so until total
2: does not include food and energy. So when right. you stripe those out, that's where you get to down to the 5.9%, which was, so it was actually a decrease from May to June.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We need this war to end. Yeah.
2: We need to get energy costs under yeah.
0: control
1: and yeah. things would be a lot, a lot better. Yeah. It's interesting. But if, so what was your, what was, I guess, your end point on the recession? Like you,
2: um, of like what people should be doing? Well, they, sh- they shouldn't really be changing anything. They should stay the course on, well, right. on what they were already doing. Well, what
1: about from a personal finance
2: standpoint, maybe not on the investment side of stuff? I mean, I in wish everyone... Fund? If, if everyone would stop spending so much money, I think we'd see inflation numbers come down quicker. <laughs> <laughs> and your budget would look better. <laughs> and yeah. your budget would look better, yes. Yeah. What do you think from a
1: personal finance side of stuff for the recession? I know it's like it's weird. It's not like we're in a recession. This has changed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But for people who are freaking out and thinking about that, Nate, what do you think they should be doing from personal finance side of stuff?
0: Um, Obviously, you know, having an emergency fund is super important. Mm -hmm. Um, People need to realize, too, that the brutal reality of when rates go up like they are and demand comes down, the companies you work for could have to do layoffs. Yeah, And so maybe this isn't necessarily personal finance, but it's something that I think about a lot is how do you make yourself so valuable as an employee yeah. that you're not a part of those layoffs? Yeah, dude,
1: that's so important. So,
0: you know, building emergency funds and savings and just trying to be the hardest worker and add as yeah. much value to the companies that you're working for, because that's just one of the brutal facts, right? And you're starting to see layoffs happen. Yeah. Like I think Shopify just laid off a ton of people. Amazon yeah. is mostly intact. Um, You're going to probably see that more, you know, so unfortunately it's just part of the cycle and you know that's something i would encourage people to be thinking about
1: yeah
2: i mean theoretically if we've if 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 inflation has peaked that's the the theoretical part Mm -hmm. the fact that a lot of companies numbers are still coming in pretty good now they've they've lowered estimates probably a lot of them because of like ad revenue but um if if it has peaked and we don't get to the point of any like this is that soft landing where there's not major layoffs things like that. Yeah. We could come out of this thing in a really really strong position with yeah. wages higher and now inflation coming back down to a normal uh, a, a normal rate I guess. Yeah, that should lead to a really strong U.S. economy. Yeah, mm-hmm. but that's kind of the the gamble of like how yeah. long does it take for this to get under control and how much does the Fed have to do. To, right for before numbers are back to a, what their what's their target three and a half percent, I think 25 percent. Yeah. So, I mean, we got a long
0: way to go until we get there. But you said something that was interesting, where you said um, GDP is backward looking, mm-hmm. and the stock market is forward looking, right? Mm-hmm. So, like when you see these headlines come out, I mean that's just the main point we're trying to make here is. It, whatever you're think when you read that stuff you think the market's going to go down it's probably going to do the opposite you know you're looking at backward looking data trying to guess what a forward
2: looking machine is going to do mm-hmm. it's those two things don't correlate mm-hmm. yeah I, I think i think this is probably a misconception it's like when when you see when people say recession i do think a lot of people believe that that <clears throat> has something to do with the stock market mm-hmm. like a, a a some type of you know th- maybe they're they're mixing up correction with recession yeah. or something like that but they they don't they're de- they don't go hand in hand they're two separate things yeah. two mm-hmm. separate machines um but i mean it i hate to say this cause this this will be on the record this time does feel a little bit different yeah <laughs> with, with gdp coming in two negative quarters in a row it it does feel like things are improving mm-hmm. and, and you're seeing it at the gas pump right and you're, you're hearing hearing about inflation, you know, come supposedly coming down or supposed to be coming down here this month. Um, but any, any signs of relief there, I think is going to be a positive for the stock market. Yeah. Um, so we'll, well, yeah, I think it.
1: I that that's true. I just think it maybe depends on if, if that's going to, if they're going to come back down, um, Mm -hmm if this is a head fake, right? Because I think most people are saying, regardless of if it is a softish landing or not, if we do stay in a recession, it's going to be very mild mm-hmm. because there's nothing inherently wrong with the financial st- system. It's mostly all cycles. And this is just a part of it. When inflation is really high, it just so happens inflation is super high because of what happened with the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think people should be thinking about that. My friends are always freaking out i feel like they're such a good microcosm of just people in general because they are like freaking out like what's going on and i'm saying like this is just part of the economy just things might seem a little bit worse because of what happened with the pandemic and how much monetary policy but this isn't the first time this has happened where they've had to increase interest rates and it's not going to be the last either um But again, that's to the point of just making sure if you have that long-term mindset, really none of this should really matter to you. Mm -hmm. But it's it's good to stay informed. And
0: people people need to pay attention to their recency bias too. Like, just because the stock market roared back from the COVID crash doesn't mean it's going to happen this time. Yeah. Um, And you know we could be entering a, a different world where if you think about if you go back to the the great recession the fed has basically been propping up the economy since 2008 right with right. quantitative tightening tightening and all that stuff like that might stop
2: and yeah. then
0: you know there's been decades in the stock market where you averaged like 6% not you know so like don't yeah. think that you're just going to get 15% again every year you know investing um, but recession you know if you go back and study every single recession we've ever been in and what's the market performance over the next 12 to 18 months i gotta imagine that debt is out there somewhere it's probably pretty pretty damn good returns yeah. so
1: yeah
2: yeah i mean there. i think the what's his name phil blancato he talks about how this is he doesn't feel like we're we're in a recession or going into a recession he feels like this is a return to normal and I'll, like a ton of these charts that we look at it always has the average a 20-year average mm-hmm. a 50-year average and it does feel like that. You know, when you when you look at mortgage rates, just looking at mm-hmm. one of these slides here, the 40-year average for mortgage rates is 7%. July 22, mm-hmm. 5.5% is where mortgages was at mm-hmm. in, through July. Yeah. So we're not even back up to the 40-year average. Mm-hmm. The real estate
0: market's interesting. Yeah. What's going to happen there? And going back to your question, Steve, on personal finance, like people... Probably should be a little more conservative about how what they think the yeah. value of their homes and stuff. Are yeah, be I was gonna ask what forward. you
1: guys if because I've had a couple people ask us right now like they want to purchase a home in the next year. What would you tell those people without knowing their their situation? Obviously, you can't make a, a recommendation without knowing what they have going on. But I'll tell you what I tell them after.
2: <laughs> well, it's t- it's tough because like isn't there a rental shortage as well? Well, it's no one.
1: How, how, home prices are going to come down because people are going to stop buying them, and mortgage rates are obviously going up with the Fed hiking interest rates. So everyone's trying to go rent. So there's a lower supply of going to rent. Like I was looking at Water's Edge, man, for October, and there is one unit available. I don't know how much of that is marketing or how much of it is true, and it's two grand a month. Yeah, that's. And that's in Webster, New York. Right. Imagine mm-hmm. if you want to live in like houston texas or florida or something like that so like it's just a it's a really weird time but i mean two years ago if you, when you were when people were buying homes it was crazy mm-hmm.
2: yeah I, I don't know it's it's hard to it's hard to predict that the prices of homes are actually going to come down i think like it's mm-hmm. there's still there is still a lot of demand out there and there's a really low amount of supply mm-hmm. so even with rates where they're at like my gut tells me that there's still people are still going to be trying to buy houses at the same rate. No, really, really? But for how long for a while and and I'm the final thought to that would be really? I don't think that the, they're going to be paying as much over asking price though right well so, yeah
1: that was before so Weren't people come like co- trying to like buy, buy homes and people would just swoop in and pay like 100 or mm-hmm. 200 grand yeah. over asking price
2: cash offers mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah so like a lot of people would go do like a private financing deal where someone's going to, they, they know someone with enough cash to buy the house oh, yeah. and then they refinance after yeah. the fact. So they're not. They're so not
1: you're paying. saying it's like, it's going to come, it's coming back more to normal where people are not having yeah. to do that. Like yeah. you may
2: be, you may be able to win a, a an offer a little bit under what they're asking for yeah. something mm-hmm. like that. But I, I don't, I don't think they're going to, you're going to see them all of a sudden crash. Yeah. Um, I just think that they're, there's going to, people aren't, just, they're not going to pay as much for them. They, they really right. they can't. Yeah, but it
1: is probably just a bad time to take on any debt right now, though.
0: Yeah, well, potentially. See, that's a, that's a like, a little bit of a recency bias statement because we think of mortgage rates at like three percent, but like Mark just said, if you look at return to normalcy, mortgage rates Hmm. normally are six percent. So, like, what if now for the next twenty years, mortgage rates just average six or seven percent? That's what it has historically done. But Mm -hmm. we always we're thinking about the last like five years or so Mm -hmm. um so from a personal finance perspective when it comes to real estate i think people need to be you know if you're if you're a buyer if if you're somebody who wants to buy like you you need to realize that yeah you're probably like it's it's very likely that you are going to pay five and a half or six or six and a half percent on your mortgage and that changes your payment a lot and it sucks when you compare it to your buddy who bought a house a year ago at three and a half percent, yeah, and they could afford a lot more because mm-hmm. their interest rate was a lot lower. And then it's easy, you know. Obviously, with homes, what happens too is that people compare a lot, <laughs> so they they want something, you know, from a status perspective that's close yeah. to what their friends have. Yeah, and you might it just might not be doable with where interest rates are now. Yeah, so yeah. it sucks, but it's just it is what it is. I mean,
2: yeah. What I mean, if if people all keep spending as much money as there on, on houses today and even going over asking yeah. that could be pretty scary. Cause it's a, just a lot less money in, that people yeah. can spend on everything else. Yeah. Um, I'm interested to see like as property tax assessments go up, especially in a state like ours, New when, York. Yeah, yeah. It's like New York. <laughs> <laughs> what, like, is there affordability issues there with people uh-huh. who bought at really high price points over yeah. the last couple of years? Yeah. Um, I think just in general, you have to be very careful
1: uh, purchasing a home. I think.
2: Yeah, and don't don't necessarily go all the way up to what the more the the bank's letting you borrow because yeah. it's a it's an aggressive formula that they use to come up with how much you can borrow, and it's you know based on your gross income. That's the first thing that yeah. doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, but that's you know be responsible. That yeah. would be a personal finance suggestion. Just just because the bank says you can get right. five hundred, maybe don't get five hundred.
1: Yeah.
0: You know yeah. what I didn't know until recently is that the the real estate is the largest asset class in the world, and it's not even close. Mm-hmm. Like the stock market, the value of money in that is not even yeah. close to what real estate is worth.
2: Yeah, there's some piece on that. So that's like,
0: interesting. Like, especially when you see when you a downturn in the real estate market, how does it impact other things?
1: Think about how I was. There was like some there were some pretty cool tweets I was reading on this, but how different? um it's actually by a financial advisor about how different the housing market is when our parents were buying houses for like 50 grand and what it's at like now we always i feel like run into that trouble where um younger clients are trying to do what their parents did from a financial perspective Mm -hmm. but times are just different
2: yeah
0: i mean think about how different things are there's that there's the value of homes are a lot higher and then a lot of people you know if you take a married couple they might have kids in daycare that didn't exist before i mean that could be like a two thousand dollar a month expense that your parents It's two grand
1: have. a month. Oh yeah. For daycare.
0: If you have like two kids in daycare, you're paying two grand a month.
2: Yeah, we just got numbers last week. Um for three days a week it's two seventy five or two eighty five. And then for five Wait, days why a is week, it why
1: is it so high? Or is that just normal? I that's, think it's normal. normal.
2: And it yeah. gets a little bit cheaper as your kid gets older, but
1: can yeah. they just price it to whatever they want? I don't get it. How that's is it
0: to just the market now? That's ridiculous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then on top of that, a lot of us have student loans. So yeah, our situation compared to our parents is just so different now. But yeah. the good news is like wage growth has been pretty tremendous. Mm-hmm. So you, you know people are making a lot of
2: money at, at a young age. But
1: yeah,
2: yeah, the whole the days of like the twenty percent down on your first home. <laughs> yeah, good luck. <laughs> yeah,
1: that is a good point. That is Wait that is forty to buy tough to do because no one is getting like a hundred and fifty to two hundred thousand dollar house anymore. Unless yeah. you're, unless you're, it, the only way you can do that, because every house is half a million dollars, if you like say, I'm going to buy a house in five years, by that time it'll be a million dollars, you're going to able to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: l-
0: let's use, let's use me as an example. I, we were joking earlier about, I've got six acres, I want 300 someday, right? When I'm financial planning for that purchase, because it's yeah. the literal goal that I have is mm-hmm. to buy land. If I'm running my goal... Using an assumption of a three percent interest rate on that mortgage, I'm I'm an idiot. Yeah. Like I need to now be assuming six percent or seven percent on that if I'm being realistic. Yeah. For when the time comes, that changes things a lot. Like I just really quick ran a quick calculator. If you're getting a three hundred thousand dollar mortgage at three percent over thirty years, your payment is twelve sixty five a month. hmm At six and a half percent, it's eighteen ninety six. It's a six hundred dollar month difference. Seventy two hundred dollars a year difference. Yeah. And that's literally where interest rates are about to be, and and a year ago they were at three three and a half something like that. Yeah, so people need to be preparing for for that. And it, and again though, to Mark's point, it's a
1: return to normalcy. It's not normal to have mortgages. Yeah, at 3%. I didn't think about it like that. Um, I was well, gonna <clears throat> Mark going back to the the stock market. We're, we talk about this every time because it's really important what we preach, but. Why would asset allocation help during this? <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, God. Why would it? Right, so don't dissect the question. In, you don't know i trying to ask. In an ideal world, stocks and bonds wouldn't move together. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, in the world that we're living in today, they are moving together. Yeah. So asset allocation has been tough this year. Um, a good place to go that is, is part of asset allocation is alternatives. that's, that's made a big difference in our portfolios is having access to hedged equity funds, equity premium income, which came out in our quarterly letter, um, was it last week, a couple weeks yeah. ago. Um, that's been huge is part of our models, but like generally speaking, if you're doing this stuff on your own or if you're in, you know, your work plans, they probably are, you're probably not, you know, adding, your putting your money in much of the alternative buckets there if they even have them. Right. Um, so, I mean, asset allocation in this environment has certainly smoothed out your return, your ride down. It's, it's been better than being in 100% equities, I would say. Mm-hmm. But um, it's been a tough year for asset allocation, I'd say, yeah. well, o- overall. It just, generally Agreed. speaking, is not working the way it's Kind of irrational. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That is, I like always say this from a wealth management standpoint, and we probably get this question a lot, is like you could just invest in an index fund. But you, like you said, the ride down is a lot better being diversified than just investing in index fund. We actually came out with a piece on this on our Instagram where it was like, you know, the returns on an emerging market fund were better than the asset, the, you know, the asset allocation diversified portfolio, but Mm -hmm. the risk that it took to get that percentage was a lot less. Right. And it, Mm -hmm. you know, it's easy to say in that moment, like just give me the one that made me more money. Mm -hmm. But when you're hitting that volatility, like this year, and you're not diversified and you see you're down 15% on X amount of dollars, you're probably thinking you should make some changes, which you shouldn't. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the bi- The biggest benefit of asset allocation is we always say, think long-term, but I think you got to be diversified.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and we talk a lot about asset allocation from the standpoint of like stocks versus bonds, but even just like value versus growth is something we've talked a lot about this year. Mm-hmm. Growth in the large cap sector year to date down 19.4% value down 7.1. That's a big change, you know? So having your asset allocation broken up from that perspective too is really important. And that's something that we do on a monthly basis, right? As we're thinking about that for our clients. And, um, but like you just said, if, if you can, if we had two portfolios that both average 10%, but one standard deviation is a lot less, that's better. You're going to choose that. And that's a data point that no one really talks about. Um, when you look at your statements and stuff like that it doesn't show yeah. you what your standard deviation was necessary right. but we should be talking more about that and learning more about how you can reduce that
1: right what's important when you're investing is is your risk adjusted returns how much mm-hmm. risk did you take to make that amount of money yep yeah oh my
2: god i was sorry i was i was looking at these these historical mortgage rates things cuz we were talking about that for a little while i cannot believe how crazy they were at one point in time back in the, in the early 80s They were up to like 16%. (laughs) Imagine buying a house at 16%? Yes. What are you talking about? In the early 80s, when inflation was out of control. So, inflation in the early 80s peaked out at just under 15%, was core inflation. And at that time, mortgage rates were 16.2%. That's amazing. (laughs) That's like a credit card, literally. Imagine what credit card rates would have been. That's crazy. (laughs) That's nuts. And it has, since that point in time, has just literally, it's almost been a flat line downwards. Like a, yeah. they went up and down a little bit, but for the most part, it just went down all the way to 2021. Yeah. And then now it's come back up to five and a half percent, but that's, yeah, it's pretty crazy.
1: So we've talked about the housing market. We've talked about the recession, which I think everyone, what's on everyone's mind, talked a little bit about that. Obviously the stock market. Um, moving forward, I guess, what do you think, um, from a data standpoint, the people like us or the fed are going to be looking at the most from an economy standpoint?
2: I, I'm still paying attention to oil prices. I think that's yeah. still the, the biggest driver right now. Yeah. Um, and I should say energy prices, not just oil, but yeah. energy prices. Yeah. Um, I still think if they continue to fall, we're gonna get better inflation numbers, mm-hmm. the Fed'll be able to slow down and we'll be we'll start moving back in the other direction. But it's I mean it's crazy because I think I don't know if I think after this little rally here we're we're getting back to the point where like the, the price of stocks or the stock market is back to average or about average, maybe a little bit above average. Mm-hmm. But it's it's crazy that even with this pullback, growth stocks are still overpriced. Huh. and N- really not as bad as they were by any means uh, let's see where they are through
1: i'm um, where are they at in comparison before uh 2020 yeah.
2: large so large growth this is see this is another 20 year average backwards looking but large growth is at 128% of average what were you asking
1: um i'm curious what the nasdaq as is at now compared to before the pandemic crash of so january 2020 what was it at price point yeah What's it at now?
2: Well, large growth since March of 2020 is up 90.1% still. Really? Yep. Wow. So, and this is maybe even crazier. Large value is up more than that, 91% since the the March 2020 bottom. So NASDAQ's got to be somewhere in that neighborhood. We We can look that up.
1: The market is on an upward trajectory over the long term.
2: And that, that's one where I'm, I'm, I am willing to say this time is not different. Yeah. It's the, the recession thing, but, um, yeah. Yeah. Let's see.
1: What else guys? Is there anything else important? I, I want to talk, the biggest one was the recession. Cause that's the most relevant. That'll probably be in the title of this episode. Um, we talked a little bit about that, but it sounds a lot like it's a don't freak out moment we say that about a lot of things but really is a, a don't freak out moment for the reasons we said but these are the things you should be doing um if you are freaking out which is nothing with your investments but from a personal finance standpoint like nate said um make yourself more attractive from a work standpoint mm-hmm. have that emergency fund and and budget
0: yeah get locked into your budget you know and- especially in the summer i think that's when budgeting usually goes gets a little crazy Uh but then next thing you know it's the holiday season and budgets get crazy so right now is a good time to be getting back to the fundamentals in your budget focus on building savings do the best you can there focus on making yourself really valuable in your career yeah um and then you just got to stay disciplined with your investments don't don't let your scorecard be a daily basis. If you know, if you're clear on your time horizon for when you're using this money, yeah. you should be making smart choices of how to handle your investments. If your time horizon's near, you probably already had made the appropriate changes. Yeah. If you work with one of us.
1: Absolutely. Of <laughs> um, was there anything else you wanted to touch on? But outside of the recession the stuff we talked about, I think we had a good dialogue just in general, but anything, anything else specific? I
0: think if you're, I think we'll, A hard spot to be in is the type of person who's sitting on a lot of cash trying to figure out when's the time to buy yeah and um you know you you might a lot of i think the conventional thinking is that if a recession is going to happen that the market's going to crash again even further what do you guys
2: say to that person no i i think that i do think that most of this has been priced in already and like the where rates are expected to get to what's a three and between three and a quarter and three and a half percent that that looks more and more likely that we're going to be in that range by year end and yeah. not higher than that if it's that's that's where something where i would say recession aside like that that conversation is hard to see like what the, what that really means when you peel back especially when the definition changes all the time but um i would say that we with everything being forward-looking. I wouldn't be paying so much attention to that. Like we're yeah Like that if we get another bad quarter of GDP That'd be interesting. I think I'd be a little bit worried at that point for another pullback, but um, I'm not expecting that to happen uh, But through through the end of the year I, I really think that with the the market being a forward-looking machine that I, I wouldn't be so concerned about that yeah. I, personally I think most of this has been priced in already. Yeah, I would, something that would cause some concern for me is if, like, all of a sudden through this quarter we get back to, to zero. Mm-hmm. That seems like way too fast of a turnaround. You know, if, if the market climbs all the way back up this quarter, then I'd be, I'd be like, all right, when's the next one gonna happen? Yeah, you know, six yeah. months from now or whatever. It's it just that seems yeah. like too quick.
1: I don't think I would want to predict because I don't like to be wrong. I essentially would tell that person probably that if they are sitting on a bunch of cash and they're thinking about if they should put it in, that's a good learning experience for them. Like I'm thinking about this because the market is making me feel this. Mm -hmm. So you should break that down in your head because that's how you become a better investor is dealing with that. Um, but if someone actually asked me, I don't think that you should lump sum it all at once. We talk about the dollar cost averaging, but if you have a bunch of cash right now and you're seeing that the market's up 9% for the quarter, I don't think you should have the FOMO lump sum. I think you could take a, you could take some and put it in, but again, dollar cost average over an extended period of time. If you have 20 grand, invest some, you know, every week or every month out of that 20 grand so you can make sure that regardless of what prices do, you're going to participate in the ups or the downs cuz, you know, if you guess it wrong and you put it all in now and something happens in the next two, you know, two months, you're going to be
2: like, well, I don't have any more money left to, to invest, you know? But so like when, when we're having conversations with clients about goal setting, yeah, is there ever a point in time where you're like, well, where's the market at right now in relation to your goal? And yeah. do we start investing now versus later, depending on where the market's at? That's, that's never the case, never. right? So mm-hmm. you would go about investing for a goal the same way as you would for anything else. Like what's your time horizon? your yeah. risk tolerance, how much, all that stuff. Yeah. And then you would you would you should just invest that way, still. Yeah. um, because it, it's not normally a part of the goal, right? Making I mean, the, the only thing that's like I, I guess are their clients that have the I want X rate of return on this money. Right. That's the goal. Well, I mean,
1: well, or if your time horizon is like one year, I mean, yeah. you probably shouldn't be investing. But yeah. like
2: if you're gonna retire in a year. Yeah, but but becomes more important. Yeah, if you got cash on the sidelines that you don't need for a while, then okay, go go yeah. for it. But you should still you shouldn't be just trying to get a quick turnaround right now. Yeah, you know, that that's a terrible idea.
1: Yeah, and
2: you, that's that's when you learn things the hard way. Yeah, it's a lesson.
1: Anything else? Hey, I think that's a good question, Nate, for the lump sum. I mean, I got that call this morning. Hmm. Um. I feel like yeah, people are like.
0: The market, we just went through some of those numbers earlier that quarter to date are pretty big positive. So like, but it doesn't feel like it should be that way, Mm -hmm. right? And that it just is so hard to pull the trigger if you're sitting on cash. But these types of downturns are such good buying opportunities. So, like we've talked about, I know we talked about this in other podcasts. Don't try to be the smartest person in the room. Yeah, just take advantage of this opportunity. Dollar cost average it in. Don't worry about. Did you
2: put it in at the exact most perfect time? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I could see people getting stuck right now, not making a decision, mm-hmm. and and then missing missing everything completely. And mm-hmm. and it changes quick. Yeah, it, it does. Yeah, I mean, it, I didn't even know it was up nine percent for the quarter. Yeah. It's that's it is crazy. Where, where where's the intra year decline down to like twenty four percent on S and P? Yeah, something like that. Twenty ish. Maybe a little more. And then we're and we're at what, 13, 14, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So it was entry year decline twenty four percent and we're at thirteen. Hmm. That's crazy. That yeah. That happened quick. That happened in one month. Yeah. So
0: Okay. Hopefully we sounded good. Hopefully we did sound good, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. If you're, if you're listening to this and we sounded terrible, please let us know. we got going to make changes. I'm going to obviously listen to it back, but hopefully you didn't hear Mark drinking his coffee. Or me. Yeah. I think you guys didn't get close enough. No.
2: You know, I'm, I got, was there about three inches from the mic right now? Yeah. When I lean back. You're, you're definitely not what I'm doing. No. And I'm doing it perfectly. You basically have the mic in your mouth. Yeah. I mean, what is this? <laughs> Some sort of apparatus.
1: Uh. All right guys, well I th- I think that that was awesome. This is we should do this for the quarter, but you know, our goal is to do this if something happens in the market that we can just hop on here and talk and not just do one every single quarter, right? So then we can kind of remember what we talked about last time and stuff like that. So maybe a little bit more frequently, but we will definitely do one, you know, every quarter at least. So this was going to be for quarter 3 looking ahead to quarter 4 and we'll do the same in October. Um, but, you know, ideally we'll do one in between
2: just to kind of, you know, if something's happening in the market or something we want to talk about. Does any of this stuff matter once football season starts? <laughs> no. Yeah. <you laughs> is that in three weeks, four weeks? It's it's coming quick. September 8th is open night. Bills, Rams. Wow. Let's go. So preseason's got to be starting here in like two weeks.
1: I think next week, yeah, the oh,
2: Raiders there, yeah. play.
0: Next week's. Is it this week's the Hall of Fame game? Oh,
2: maybe. Wow. I think it might be. It's so exciting. Best it, time of the year. It
1: mm-hmm. is pretty exciting, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We'll have a lot of Max Your Dash moments then. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, anything else we off?
2: We're good. We're good.
1: All right, guys, thanks for listening to the Max Your Dash podcast. We will catch you in the next one. Securities offered through Securities America Inc. Member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through Security America Advisors Inc. Dash Capital Advisors and Securities America are separate entities.